0: You take your Bibles and find Proverbs chapter 31. We're going to read about the Proverb lady. Maybe a little bit different slant today, but uh, we're going to read it as God's Word says it and seek to help us to understand. Um, uh, We opened up one year ago. Um, You know, we closed down like everybody did March 15th, and uh, then we, eight or ten weeks went by, middle of May, second week maybe. uh, We opened up. and, and excuse me for continuing to talk about Joanna May, but the, almost one of the very first ones in the building on that day was Joanna May. She born April 15th, one year, a little over one year, and, uh, and uh, so first uh, barely a month old uh, come, comes, comes into the service. And so, but do me a favor... Joanna, mate, don't tell the three babies being dedicated in the second service that I talk so much about you, okay? I just remember that. I've got something something today that I want to use and I want to show you. I've got a a couple of pieces I want to show you for a couple of reasons. Um, These were things given to me by my mom and my dad uh, upon, uh, I guess, maybe my last graduation. And uh, these are... Uh, found in archaeological digs, it's a lamp. You probably have seen something like this, where you put some oil in a wick. You can even see where it's burned. That they, it is over 2,000 years old. And uh, and then here's the uh, it's a jar that would carry the oil for the lamp that you'd be able to put in. And uh, my my mom and dad had a friend who was in archaeology, biblical archaeology, was on digs in Palestine. One of the things that he dug up. I don't know whether they stole it or bought it from them or whatever, but somehow they gave this to me as a gift, and so, and so I kind of want to want to use that today. Matter of fact, uh, I'm going to do something that is uh, that I've never done before, but uh, to show that I show that I trust you, and uh, I just I just want you to be able to know. Now I'm sure to some, if you go to the British Museum, let's say they have hundreds on display of these, but because of who gave it to me and because to think that this was in the land of Palestine over 2,000 years ago during the time of Jesus could have been used, you know, for a single lamp kind of a thing. I just want you to understand, to me, it's very valuable. It is, as they say, priceless. I don't think that I would uh, sell it to anyone and, uh, for any amount of price that I could think of. And so it's very valuable to me, and I brought it in here for you uh, today to be able to show... And I'd actually like one of our ladies to hold it during the service, and there'll be a purpose for that, and here but hopefully be revealed as we do. In fact, Ms. Frankie, Happy Mother's Day to you. Would you hold this for me? I'm going to give it to you in just a moment. In fact, if it's okay, I'm going to put it in this offering plate, just to be sure, okay? I'm going to get you to hold that during the service for me, and you can, you can be seated, but do you believe that this is priceless to me, and it's valuable to me anyway? Okay, would you hold that? Go ahead and sit down if you would. I want you to hold it for about a minute. Then I want to give it to your son. Then I want you to give it to your son. Okay, if that's okay. And then I want you to hold it for a couple of seconds. Now, you two doing this will determine what happens out the rest of the service. And then then I want you to turn around and give it to Miss Emma behind you. Just hold it for a couple of seconds. Look at it. If you've got children, I'd rather your children not, if that's okay. And uh, so, but... And you and I want you, Jack's already seen it, so you don't have to give it to Jack. But everybody else, I want you to be able to pass around to the back and bring it down to the front. And, and if it works, somebody either in the front corner or the back corner is going to have it. And I want you to hang on to it till after the service with your dear life, and I'll get it back. It's, it's been from Palestine to Auburn, Alabama. It's over 2,000 years old. I'm hoping it's going to make the next 20 minutes. Oh, there. I'm going to pass it and just want to show that I trust you with this. I want you... Does that, is everybody paying attention? I want you to. You get this. I just want you to treat it with value. Be careful. Go ahead and pass it to the next person. And uh, now I'm nervous today. I'm, I'm nervous about this. I'm nervous that you know I or you will pay more attention to the. Pay. Now, if you got to get up, this is the surf. If you got to get up and pass it, it's okay. Just do it, you know, and get over to the to the very end if we can, before we finish today. And then I, you'll pay more attention to that than it will be to the message today. But it'll be hopefully an object lesson will help us a little, a little bit along the way. But we're in Proverbs chapter 31. If there was ever a time that we need to give tribute after the pandemic and now coming out of it, to the ladies, this is the year. Thank you for how you have survived, you have thrived, you've helped us to be able to make it through the past year and two or three, four months, whatever it is that uh, since the last time I got a haircut, whatever that is that, and so on. We want to thank you for that. We want to give you tribute, and part of the ways in which we want to give you tribute today is by reading Proverbs chapter thirty-one, normally called the Proverbs lady or Proverbs thirty-one lady. We're going to call it the Pandemic lady maybe for today. And uh, as we read God's word and then talk a little bit about it, and uh, hopefully this will be under the Holy Spirit's direction, exactly what He would have us to do today. Proverbs chapter 31 and verse 10. Would you stand and honor the reading of God's Word today? Some children, excuse me, chapter 31 and verse 10. An excellent wife, who can find? She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her. And he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She's like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night, provides food for her household, portions for her maiden. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hand, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor, reaches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of snow for, for her household. For all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing. She laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom. The teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household. She does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let the, her works praise her. In the gates. May the Lord bless the reading of His holy word. Would you remain standing while we pray together? Gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you on this Lord's Day. And while Mother's Day is not a religious holiday, Lord, we know that you want us to continue to give praise and thanksgiving for the family and for men and ladies and godly people. We pray particularly, Father, and thank you for the ladies who are here in our presence of all ages, of different statuses. Father, you know all our situations. You know uh, the things that bring us joy. You know our greatest needs. And so, Father, we thank you for the ladies in our church. We thank you for their families. We pray, Father, your blessings upon these. We pray, Father, that we may be a church that helps them to continue to grow in their faith. We pray, Father, that we may put the emphasis where it needs to be, that is on serving the Lord Jesus, caring and loving those who are close to us, reaching out and loving those who could even be far away. We pray, Father, for this service. May this be a time of encouragement and hope as we continue to look at Your Word. It's in Christ's name we lift these prayers. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. group of children were playing uh, wedding make-believe, and one of the children dressed up as the bride, one as the groom, and one as the preacher. And so as the bride and the groom made their way down the aisle to where the pretend wedding was taking place. The pretend preacher said, Dearly beloved, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used to you. You have a right to an attorney. Do you understand these as I have read them to you? I now pronounce you husband and wife. And while some people may feel that this is more appropriate than traditional marriage ceremony, here on Mother's Day we honor not only our moms but also all ladies, also God's plan of marriage and family. I often change the titles of my sermons during the week, sometimes because there's six or seven days in the week, usually till printing, so titles could change four or five times before the actual printing takes place on Friday. Earlier this week, the title of the sermon was, What Women Want, but then I felt hardly adequate to be able to answer that question or know what it is that women want, having Being in almost an all-female household now for three and a half decades, even down to the little dog until recently, instead of feeling prepared on the subject of what women want, I feel a little more in a quandary as the years go by. Now, if you'd have asked me three and a half decades what women want, I probably could have been an expert. However, we are thankful for the Word of God, for it continues to bring us back on how to honor women and the role they play, and at the same time raise the standards, of God's plan for the family. Now it's Mother's Day, and we know that that can bring a plethora of emotions. There is uh, joy and glee as we celebrate God's design. A little extra stress sometimes, as sometimes there's preparations to be made, and sometimes just because of family relation. Sad hearts and even precious memories for family members who have gone on to be with the Lord, and even sometimes disappointment in days gone by. And while we're going to talk today about uh, wives and husbands and families and children, regardless of your status, whether you are married, whether you are single, whether you're single again, regardless of your age, whether you're living a life of bliss and happiness, or you're going through some struggles today, we hope that this will continue to be a day of encouragement for you. We're thankful the Lord knows our hearts, and is prepared to meet the needs that we have. And as we've read this great tribute in Proverbs chapter 31, I call it the Proverbs 31, later the pandemic lady today, our purpose is to raise the Christian esteem for every female present, appreciation from all males present as well as children, as we discover more about God's unique plan and purpose. When it comes to family relations, we live in a very unique time perhaps and maybe sometimes a confusing time here's a newsweek article about bill wyman of the rock group the rolling stones who married a much much younger woman than he three or four decades younger and bill wyman's son married a woman several decades older than he well that might sound strange but it's not too crazy we hear about those kinds of things happy today but the plot thickens. The son, Stephen, his wife is Bill Wyman's, or what is Bill Wyman's mother or stepmother? The son married the mother, and the father married the stepdaughter. That would make the son's wife also a step grandmother, and the father's wife also his step granddaughter-in-law. I think. Don't you know Mother's Day has to be confusing in their house? Now, that's an extreme example. But even for marriages today, families today get a lot of mixed confusing messages of what is and what is not the norm for the family. But we want to come back again and again to what God's Word has to say to us. That regardless of the situation in which we are in now, we say as we move forward, what we want to do is we want to follow God's plan for our lives, for our families, for our husbands, for our our children, all the above. Now... Two institutions, and this is in your notes, but two institutions that should offer hope for the world today. It is the church and the family. God's church and the Christian family. Jesus, of course, is the hope. And the church, the people that make up the body of Christ, should live as examples for the world. The, The church should be the place that people ought to be able to come to to be able to find answers about the things that they're facing today in confusing times. We want to be a church that gives a clear message, but not only should it be that people can come and find answers, we ought to be going out. It is our mission to go out into the world and by the examples that we give, by our testimony, by the things that we do, people are able to see that there's a clear message of who God is and how much He cares and there's hope found in Christ. The church should regularly and purposefully offer helps and solutions to the families, and we're seeking to do that. We've we've got a five- and ten-year plan for our church, and as we do, a lot of that includes how we're going to reach out and minister more to families and offer help. Well, the Christian family also should offer hope as it follows God's standards. This tribute to the Proverbs 31 lady is more than a nostalgic passage that we read sometimes on Mother's Day that I don't don't think we've used it since I've been here as pastor, maybe a verse or two from it, more than something that we read sometimes at funerals for our dear wives and moms, it's applied to the Christian family for the 21st century. Now, you've read this, ladies, and we read it together, you can take heart, for the lady described could be considered the excellent attributes of not just one but many or all godly women rolled into one. It's the words that is actually written, the last chapter of Proverbs, it's written from a mother for her son. It's the ideal woman, woman, wife, mother, the potential of every Christian female. It's a poem. 22 verses each beginning with the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Well, today we're going to use four letters because of our time. We're going to use the letters H-O-P-E. H is going to stand for husband, O for other family members and household, P for the poor and those in need, and E for excellent faithfulness. And if you've not got those yet, we'll give them to you as we go along. But a woman who fears the Lord should be praised because of the relationship to her husband. Her husband is to praise her. The woman or the man who finds this lady has found unspeakable worth... She is worth far more than rubies. Today we might say she's worth far more than any kind of jewelry or gem, any diamond or pearl that you might could buy her. Like what I see being passed, still in one piece. She is priceless. Christian singles tell us today that it's hard to find a good man or a good woman. Hard to find a Christian man or a Christian woman. In fact, there was one girl in our college group who... uh, when she, she signed a letter, and I think every time she signs her name, she writes under the name, looking for a M-O-G. Looking for a M-O-G. So I had to ask her, I said, well, what's M-O-G stand for? Looking for a man of God. Well, godly men and godly women can be hard to find, but doesn't it make it more valuable? This woman of unspeakable truth, it's, it is true those godly women are Rare. She was valued because she found her place and rolled next to her husband as his partner and helpmate. Now, we don't know much about the husband. He could have been a sorry scoundrel indeed, and she may have singly maintained peace and order in the relationship. President Lincoln, in his most famous speech, quoted from Mark chapter 3 and verse 25, where it says, a house divided against itself cannot stand. Well, she's working to preserve the union and the relationship with her husband, Yes, I'm realizing I'm comparing a husband and wife relationship to the Civil War, but she conducts herself in a way that her husband trusts her fully. No jealousy or no suspicion. He trusts her and her confidence. Where there's a lack of trust, there is a lack of confidence in oneself even. To build trust is to build confidence in one another. The husband of this lady always knows she was doing what was best for him. She wants what is best for her husband. She wants what is best for her husband. Verse 12 said, she brings him good, not harm all the days of her life. Doesn't say she's going to do good for him only if he's good. But all the days of her life, she brings him good. Verse 23 says, he's known in the gates where all the men gather because all the men would come together in the city gates and where they would do business and where they would discuss all the things that were happening in the world and I guess it would be the Floyd's barbershop of the 20th century. Today it would probably be those who had many followers on social media, perhaps. And perhaps he's able to do this because his wife speaks well of him or he's known to have a good wife. His clothes, his attire, his countenance is such that it is evident that he is loved and well taken care of. And while it is often said behind every good man there is a surprised mother-in-law... She helps to bring him success. As a result, her husband praises her. We have a quote in these verses from the husband, verse 29, to where it says, many a woman shows how capable she is, but you excel them all. In the New Testament, when the women in Corinth were becoming believers, but their husbands were not. And Paul seems to be answering the question, well, what do we do because we're believers... But our husbands are not believers should we stay married. Paul writes to them, if at all possible, stay married so that the unbelieving husband may become sanctified. Sometimes the best way to win the Civil War is to do what is best for the other side. A godly woman is to be praised for she wants what's best for her husband, but also because of her care for others in the family and household. Because of her care for others in her family and household. She wants to provide for all her household needs and she wants to seek the proper balance. She willingly works to provide for all that her household needs. She shops around to get the best value at the best price. Children are well clothed, ready for the, all seasons. Her garden is a testimony of her worthiness, providing for her family as well as for others. Also, she does some for herself and she does some to make herself presentable and her home. Anne Ortland is the writer of a book called Disciplines of a Beautiful Woman. And she notes that only one verse talks about looks and how to present oneself in adorning the home. In fact, verse 21 says this, She's not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. Scarlet would be an indication of clothing of highest quality. Verse 22 says, She makes bed coverings for herself. Decorating her home with pride is not to be considered frivolous, if we're talking about all this lady did as an example for today, last part of verse 22 says, her clothing is fine linen and purple. Linen would be probably from Egypt. Purple would be from a far-off place like Phoenicia. Her clothing was imported. Not everything that she wore was from J.C. Penny. It could be an indication that this lady has been blessed for her care and concern for others in the family. Or it certainly could be a case against mom becoming a martyr for the family. I'm never going to buy anything for myself. I'm never going to do anything for myself as a tribute for love for the family. I want you to know that that kind of martyrship for a mom or a wife is not very biblical. Now, without digging myself too deep into a hole, I appreciate Christian ladies who modestly seek to look their best. Now, we must consider the context of the verses. One verse and 22 verses about looks. Maybe a good rule of thumb. Spend a fraction, one twenty second of the day, a little over an hour, getting ready, exercise, and other things that have to do with presenting oneself and adorning one's home. Keep a proper balance. For it is her household this godly lady is concerned for and cares about, and she seeks a balance between her faith her husband, her family, and herself. And she rises before daybreak to begin her preparations. Because of it, the family will rise up and call her blessed. They know eventually what honor is due here. They may not always show it. We may show it far too seldom. But one day, according to the Scripture, it will happen. And then also she should be praised because she does not forget the poor or the needy. On top of caring for her husband and her family, she's generous. If anyone could, she might be able to say, if you read all the things this lady did in Proverbs 31, if anybody could say, my plate is too full, I'm not sure I can help anybody else. She did not say that. She continues to remember the less fortunate. Verse 26 says that she is a teacher of wisdom and kindness. You have probably found out if you've ever read the book of Proverbs and many other places in the Bible, it often repeats this lesson. People with means. Or if you simply have a way to help, we have a responsibility to help those in need. This woman is intent on giving as she is on getting. Not only does she do it freely, but looks for opportunities to do, go about doing good. Verse 20 describes her generous spirit. She opens her arms to the poor, extends her hand to the needy. The use of her arms and hands gives the idea that she does more than simply writes a check, she gets involved. Now, let's be honest. Sometimes for us, the easiest thing for us is to write a check or to click a button that sends money. The harder thing to do it costs much more to get involved with people in their lives and even those who sometimes might even disappoint us. But notice verse 26 that she often speaks and teaches wisdom. If you read Proverbs often, which is the book of wisdom, you'll soon learn that wisdom is more than something that you think about. It's more than something that you know, or more than something that you even talk about. Wisdom is action. And it's often action in helping those people who are in need. That's what makes this godly woman so wise. Her actions make her well worth listening to when she talks. This godly woman wants to find opportunity of people in need and be generous. She wants to look for that opportunity to be able to help people who are in need. And she wants to be generous. And she's praised also because excellent faithfulness is her best attribute. Excellent faithfulness is her best attribute. She's faithful to tackle things that her husband would not dare try. She has a sense of adventure. When she sets her mind to doing something, she goes about and accomplish it. She dabbles in real estate even, but not before considering the advantage of buying it. After the family and others are taken care of, well, she has some merchandise to sell and knows how to make a profit. She works way into the night. Verse 18 says that her lamp does not go out. Well, she doesn't leave the light on because she forgot. Nor does she leave the light on because she's frightened, but because the work of a mother and a wife and a lady, godly woman, is never done. Well, who is this Wonder Woman who stays up all night working, yet rises early to feed her household, takes care of the children and the husband and the plants and the garden, those in need, buys real estate, sells in the marketplace? Well, this goes on and on. And while she might really be the attribute of many, she is you, godly woman and Christian wife, mother, daughter, lady. Don't worry that you don't have all of these qualities. Because we know that for some of these qualities, the Lord is still working. But you are to be praised as you strive to be the you that God intends. Well, the question is, how do we do that? How does that accomplish? Verse 30, I think, gives the key for us. To where it says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Above all else, above all the things that we've talked about, above all the things that are mentioned here in Proverbs 31, the godly woman is faithful to the Lord. He is your greatest priority. And as you serve Him, as you seek His face, as you walk with Him, you become the godly woman, the godly lady, young lady that the Lord intended for you to be. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to attempt to answer the question. What do women want? Hang on, but I believe this may be it from God's word, not from me, but a godly woman, you want to be called blessed. You want to be called blessed by those who know and love you. Because you've taken part in making our lives blessed and our home dedicated to God, your children, your husband, family members, and friends people who know you, you want to be called blessed. And you want to be called blessed or blessed by the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Can I ask the question? We got the lamp. Is it on the back row? Heading toward down the back row? Is it in one piece? It is one piece and you have made it. Uh, well, let me ask you, as you passed it from one another, did I convince you enough that you passed it with care? If you picked it up and look at it, did you Pick it up maybe look at it with care and think that it may not be worth much to you but you knew that it was worth at least something to me that this was priceless and great value at least in my eyes. Well ladies of Parkway Baptist Church and guests and family and friends who are here today young and old be convinced that you are of great value to Almighty God our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ much la- much Worth much more value than a piece of archaeology from the Holy Land. The greatest value in the universe. To make you believe that the Son was sent to come and die on the cross and give His life for you and die for your sins and rose again on the third day so that you might be able to know Him and have a relationship with Him and so that you might know that you are of great value. Last creation, greatest creation. We sometimes, meaning the men and maybe sometimes the children in your life and others, we fail to treat you as we should. Let me encourage men, just as you think of something of great value, how you would take care of that. You certainly want to care for the ladies in your life. You want to care for your mom and your wife and your daughters and other ladies that uh, may be in your sphere of influence as well. We should treat them with honor and respect and such value as the Lord has made clear. Do you know what would be great or would make this a great day for Mother's Day? A great day of hope? If today a mother or a wife or a lady here would give their life over to the Lord Jesus or commit to the Lord Jesus if a father or husband or child decided that they needed to accept Christ as well whether they made that public today or that was being done today, that they want to know Jesus as their Savior, maybe signifying the difference that mom or wife or someone else has made in their life. We're going to give you opportunity to do that very thing here in just a moment. Let's pray before we do. Fathers, we come to the close of this service. We pray that you've used this very hour, Father, to remind us about yourself and how much you love us. Thank you, Father, for the great value that you have seen, certainly in the ladies of our congregation, all those who are here today. We know that you want to continue to help them to be able to understand how priceless they are to you. And we pray, Father, that even on this Mother's Day, that we may come committing ourselves to you as husbands, as children, moms, dads, single Father, may we thank you that you walk with us every day. And we pray, Father, even in this time and this service, if there's one here today, maybe one listening online, doesn't know you, Savior and Lord, or they've been far away and they'd be brought close. May they be reminded today of how much you love them and that we all are fearfully and wonderfully made and that you have a plan and purpose for our life. May we turn it over to you. It's in Christ's name we lift these prayers. Amen.